Welcome back guys to the MPSN show NP Sports Network and today we got um, Paraland Oilers offensive line coach uh, coach Stephen Kinney um, he joins us here today like last week we had coach Rowdy Harper week before that we had coach Lawrence we're slowly just going to progress on getting different coaches up here uh, next week I hopefully I'm going to have a professional coach on here that's going to be talking soon my uncle so uh I'm going to switch everything over to him here uh, right quick. He's going to talk about how he was during the COVID-19 pandemic, how was his family, and uh, he's going to give you a little bit of background on that. Uh, yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me, uh, Nikona. Uh, no problem. During the pandemic, man, it's been a big change for us. Uh, my, my wife, she's on the road a lot in sales. Um, you know, I'm highly involved at, at school, teaching, coaching, um, and my son's at daycare. So, uh, putting us all in one spot has been a challenge. Uh, her adjusting to working uh, at the kitchen table uh, has been been fun, especially with a 18-month-old uh, running around, cutting teeth, growing taller, screaming, hungry, um, and all the above. So it's been a it's been a challenge, especially with uh, uh, me as well. You know, I'm used to being around a whole bunch of guys working out, doing football, you know, talking shop and uh, you know, it's been a big adjustment being home. So uh, we're doing good. We're healthy. We got our jobs. So not much more you can ask for there. Yeah, it's definitely good to hear about the whole whole thing that's going on because I know a lot of people are out of work and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, we're going to move a little bit into football here. Uh, your culture. So different coaches preach different things on the field and different – Peach, uh, preach in the classroom what are uh, two things or maybe one thing that you preach both uh, uh, on the field foremost for your position obviously offensive line and then in the classroom with some of your student athletes uh, you know I think the, the, the two big things I focus on a lot uh, and this isn't just you know football it's, it's life in general is uh, communication and leadership uh, I think those two things are very broad spectrum. Uh, I think that they they span a lot of different things. Uh, as you personally, as a young man, uh, you know, playing football as well as you know, one day football is going to end. So, uh, you know, communication. I think uh, in a, a football standpoint, you have to be able to communicate what you're doing, especially with the offense a lot. Um, you know, it starts with the play caller. He calls in the play that has to get communicated to the guys. The guys have to communicate what they're doing, and then they have to execute. Um, so there's a lot of different lines of communication. Uh, for me, offensive line-wise, uh, I, like, I like to be verbal. I like my guys being verbal. Uh, I think as time progresses, the verbal communication can become nonverbal communication once uh, there's trust established. Um, but, you know, back when I was playing, I played center. And um, I grew up in a culture where our coach was like, you have to know everything. And you have to be able to communicate that with the guys. Uh, and he would get on me big time if I wasn't making my calls, making my IDs, communicating with the guys to the left and right of me. Um, and so I might be more of a product of my, my upbringing on that. Uh, but I think that communication is really, really important. Uh, at the same time, in class, I think it's important to be able to communicate with your teacher. I think it's important to communicate with an adult. I think it's important to be able to communicate with your classmate um, and not just talk, but clear 
instruction, clear communication. Um, and I think that solves a lot of problems. Um, you know, me and my wife talk about a lot. She always gets on me for treating her like a football player when I, when I talk about communication <laughs> or over communicating, um, you know, it's something that, you know, as a man, you work on later in life, uh, in different applications. So, uh, I think communication first and foremost is, is a very important characteristic that, uh, within a culture, I want uh, my players to, to know and grow, um, grow with. So, uh, and leadership, I think leadership is one of the most um, undervalued attributes. And I think that um, it changes every year. I think it changes with the kids. I think it changes with the generation. I think it changes with um, the style of players and the style of leadership. Um, but I do believe that leadership is something that can be improved on and worked on and tweaked. Um, and I think that those are really, really interesting things. You know, I've been a part of teams with leadership councils. I've been part of teams with um, elected captains. I've been part of teams uh, where there was lack of leadership. Um, in, in each of those gave a different culture within that program. Um, so I think establishing a really good leadership chain in communication, uh, players to coaches, players to players, coaches to coaches, um, is very, very important to establish a great culture. So with you being, obviously, I know you were saying how you were a leader when you played at Texas State and having that communication as an offensive lineman. Whenever you were moving into your coaching uh, career, obviously I think you started out at a 6A school. Um, how, how well was like your knowledge of, playing offensive line and switching over to being a position coach in that area. Like how well do you, obviously you knew the position from playing in college. How well was it now being able to coach that position? You know, I think, uh, I think it's interesting you say that. I think a lot of people assume that people who play in college are just, or, or play professionally or automatically great coaches. Um, and, and they may have a great amount of knowledge uh, and understanding of their position, uh, but coaching is a different ball game. Um, it's, a, it's a different ball game in terms of, you know, you go from doing to teaching. Um, and so I, I had a head coach when I first started that always preached that he wanted great teachers uh, to be their coaches. Um, and, and I always took that personally. So I think you know, academically, that's that's I, I try pretty hard to be good, be a good teacher as well, um, because of that. But um, the transition's a little bit challenging. Uh, you go from being at a very high level of learning and understanding of your position uh, to coaching guys who are fresh and who are new. Uh, and I think at times when when I was a uh, uh, first starting off, um, I was just real eager to make my players complete players within the first three weeks before we started, you know, our, our, the end of our scrimmage. I wanted them to be complete players by the end of their scrimmage. Um, so at times, you know, I would speed through my fundamental stuff. I would speed through um, a lot of the skill acquisition stuff with them. Uh, and it left holes in the game. Uh, so I think for me, when I was a really, really young coach, uh, and all in all, I'm still a pretty young coach. I'm, I'm entering my uh, my seventh year uh, coaching, 
Um, but I think there's a lot to say of finding a mentor that's older than you, that's done it for a while. Uh, and whether your philosophy is exactly the same or not, um, just trying to soak up information, uh, soak up uh, some really good uh, techniques and strategies that they use to teach their kids. Um, you know, I've been with coaches that are super, super, super technical, and it takes the guys a while to get, you know, on board with it. And then you have some guys that are more being athlete type uh, process. And, and so I think the challenge going from playing in college to coaching uh, is being able to slow down and really teach the fundamentals of the game. Um, that's something that has what was really humbling for me in my first two three years is um, I'm not the one playing anymore. It's it's the guys, so I got to put them in the position to be successful. Um, and if they're not understanding, you know, if if we're trying to work drive blocks and you know we keep taking false steps, like you know, it's it's my job to coach them through that. And are we getting enough reps at it? Are we spending enough time working on it? Uh, what are the applications? Do they really understand, you know, the technique that we're putting in? Um, you know, I think slowing down has been a big, uh, uh, big lesson for me, uh, moving from uh, being a player to being a coach. So branching more on your, uh, obviously, like you said, you've been, you're going in, uh, are you going in your seventh or are you finishing your seventh year? Um, this upcoming season will be my seventh Okay, so obviously your previous finishing uh, your first season here at Paraland, how was it like at your previous stop? Obviously, you, you came from Dawson. You were the special teams coordinator and uh, offensive line coach. How was the uh, how was the transition? How was it like there, um, coming from Dawson, moving to Paraland, and how was it like? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so it was a quick background. I, I was at Dawson for five years. Um, my first two years, I coached offensive line. And then my last three years, I coached linebackers. Um, I had uh, some coaches that uh, provide an opportunity for me to learn the game better. Uh, you know, the only thing I ever knew was offensive line. I played it in Little League. I played it in junior high. I played it in high school. played it in college. Um, you know, and I knew how to block stuff. But I didn't really understand the full realm of the game. Uh, so I had a coach uh, that, that really badgered me to get on the defensive side for a little bit so I could grow. Um, and so I did, and I moved over and I started coaching linebackers, um, coached that for three years, and it really changed my perspective of offensive line. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, you know, I had an itch to get back to offensive line. Um, I feel like that's kind of my calling. I feel like that is my roots. Um, and I appreciate my time on the defensive side. I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot. And I think that it really opened up my perspective of what we're doing holistically on offense. So I moved back to offense. Um, that's one of the reasons I, I transitioned over to Pearland is they had an offense line opening. And so uh, obviously that's my uh, the school I graduated from, so my alumni. Uh, and uh, I was really excited to – kind of take that opportunity and get back into the, the maroon. Um, so I was excited for that. Uh, in terms of the differences, I think, you know, every uh, program is going to have its differences. 
Uh, when it comes down to it, we have coaches that love football on both staffs. We have uh, guys who love to play football on in both programs. Um, I think, you know, for me, I would have to get another year in to be able to give you an honest opinion of that. Um, you know, me being the new guy on this staff, obviously I'm building new relationships with new coaches, um, you know, but I can't say anything negative about the Dawson staff either. Those are some of my closest friends. Um, you know, I kind of felt like I grew up uh, while I was at Dawson a little bit. Um, I got married. I, I had a started a family. Uh, so there's a lot of firsts for me at Dawson. So that's, you know, always kind of um, kind of a home base for me. Uh, but getting back to Pearland is, is getting back to my roots. Uh, and I'm excited about that. Um, this year it was, uh, you know, a big transition. I got a chance to work with another offensive line coach, uh, Coach Lawrence, um, and he's really good. He's very technical, um, which which kind of goes back to my roots in college. My coach was very technical and very demanding. Um, and so there's been some really good things I've taken away from him and put into my repertoire, and um, it's been a good experience so far. So uh, in terms of the, the stark differences, uh, you know, the colors of the jerseys, uh, football's football, and um, I'm enjoying where I'm at. Like you said, you got some uh, players returning that were uh, – you had a full, I think, except for maybe one or two positions last year that were seniors. You got a new offensive line coming in, but they were also backing up on varsity. What are your thoughts of uh, the upcoming, uh, I guess you could say, 2020 season? Hopefully we can get it started on, on time with all this going down. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – man, that's a question. I just hope we get football back, I think. Um it's good for, for me as a, a person. Uh, it's good for uh, these guys who've worked so hard. I mean, you know, Nikona, you're entering your senior year. It's um, it'd be heartbreaking if, if you didn't get a chance to uh, play your senior year. You know, uh, it's a lot of these guys have been playing since they were, you know, third grade, um, and it all kind of points to one spot. You know, I, I'd like to say that everybody's gonna get a scholarship and play in college, uh, but when it comes to you know the, the the facts of it that that's not uh, a possibility so a lot of these guys who know that this is going to be their their final stopping place it's uh um it's sad that they don't get the chance to finish so um i hope that we get a chance uh, i'm excited about this young gr uh, group i think my favorite groups are the, the the untested groups you know i think there's some security in knowing you got you know three three-year starters coming back i think there's some security in knowing that um, you got guys with a lot of experience coming back. Uh, but I think a lot of the really, really good coaching and a lot of the really, really good memories come from having fresh faces and fresh experiences. So um, I'm excited about this group. You know, I, I love these guys. Uh, I spent a lot of time, you know, with y'all, uh, you know, on Thursday nights or, or on Friday nights with y'all. And, um, it's just a, it's a different time. I don't think you can really describe Friday night feeling. It's just something, you know, in the pit of your stomach, like when the lights are on and pregame's going and, you know, balls are flying and, and, and guys are warming up. It's just there's nothing that um, replaces that for the rest of your life. So um, I really hope we get a chance for the season. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Is there anything before we close out here? I don't want to keep you too long. Uh is there anything you want to say uh, to any of the viewers about 
I guess, Paraline yourself. Is there anything else you want to close out with? Yeah, I, uh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to uh, have gotten back to uh, the school I graduated from, the, the, the city I love, getting back to my roots, and uh, getting a chance to coach some really great young men. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the big driver for me coaching is uh, the chance to spend time with these young guys uh, and, and do my part to help them grow. But at the same time, uh, watch them play the game they love. Um, you know, Nakona, I think uh, the opportunity to get to coach you has been very fun, uh, very, very entertaining. You've done some really good things. You've identified the bear front on a Thursday <laughs> night and the heat of the third quarter when they jumped in it. Uh, so it's uh, little things like that, just great memories, uh, great people. Uh, I'm excited to be here, apparently. It was great having you on today. Um, make sure you, everybody, you tune in on Spotify, Anchor, uh, YouTube. We're eventually going to start moving into a different podcasting software coming up. Like I said, listen, tune in each week, and there will be different coaches on. I've been keeping high school coaches on. Next week we're going to have a indoor f- arena football league uh, coach, Jordan Ansi, is perspective of moving from some of the transitions and moving from having 11 players on the field to maybe a – Less standpoint of having players in narrow field, narrow field goal post. My uncle, he's the head coach of the Green Bay Blizzard. He'll be on next week. And make sure you guys tune in. It was glad uh, having you today, Coach Kenny. Um, and we will see you next time.